Good morning. This is Noel Lavier from the Fit to Fat podcast. This is my second episode, and it is March 11th, 2020. The last episode that I recorded was on January 27th, so it's been a number of weeks. It's been over four weeks at least since I did my last uh, first episode. Um, so I'll just tell you a little bit of, about what I've been doing since then. Um, I've been writing an ebook um, that talks about my journey uh, getting fit after being overweight for many years. Um, in the book, I try to describe, you know, the journey, um, the different conflicts that happened along the way, the challenges, but also the solutions and the overall plan of, um, how I did it, what I was eating, how I was exercising, a whole bunch of information. Um, but it's really a roadmap for, um, for people like me who work in it information technology or anybody who you know works in a, a desk job um, this is a book for people like that uh, people that don't move around a lot because of the work that they do um, it's funny when i was before i worked in uh, it i was a very active person in the sense that all my jobs were manual labor and i was like standing up a lot uh, standing up behind a cash register or running around at a cafe, making coffees or working in a kitchen, washing dishes. And, you know, most jobs when you're starting out as a, as a young person, you're active. Um, but yeah, um, when you're working as a professional in an office environment, it can be, it can really sneak up on you. So I tried to outline that in my book, um, so I've been working on that a lot. Um, it's been a really fun experience. So it's it's going to be sold on the internet, and I'm super um, pumped to release it uh, soon. And I'll be giving more updates how that's going. Um, it's been a very good growth experience. It's had its challenges because there's different technical aspects around that. Um, for example, like I want the book to look nice. So I've hired freelancers just to create like a mock-up of how the book looks and, um, you know, just trying to find freelancers. It's, it's, it's an interesting journey to do that. Like, you know, I've looked on Fiverr, I've looked on freelancer on Fiverr. Um, I managed to find somebody who, has a lot of um, great reviews and seems to be on there, you know, doing a lot of work and their um, uh, the work that this particular young lady has done for me. I really like it. It's, it's really good. Um, I was on freelancer and I actually fr freelancer.com and I posted a contest there for a graphic designer to design a cookbook that will, um, you know, sort of a, precursor to the um the ebook that i wanted to see who can i find that's actually a good uh designer of like a, a pdf or like an ebook with graphics and things like that so i posted a contest and i got about five designers back from that contest that i really liked and the winner of the contest i tried to get her to do the actual ebook but she came in pretty pricey with her quote so i i had to say no to to her but 
um, she was really nice about it. And um, I don't have any issues with her wanting to charge me a lot because, um, you know, she's really good. So, but I didn't want to spend all that. So I basically, I thought, okay, well, let me, let me see if I can just post a, um, a project on freelancer. And it turns out that I got all these different quotes. And this one girl came back with a quote for a really good price. And so I was, I was kind of thinking to myself like, okay, should I go with this, this one girl? She looked like she's highly rated and she's got like all close to like a thousand good reviews. And I'm just like, should I choose her? And, but I, I kept thinking about like, there's one other contestant from my contest uh, when I did my cookbook and she was really good. And, and I offered it to her as well. And she came in with like a really low offer and I really liked the work she did for the cookbook, but I felt like, you know, should I go with her or should I just try this person who has all these reviews, these positive reviews? So I kind of went against my instinct and I, I chose the person that had all the high reviews and um, I sent her a private message and I said, you know, I'd like to start working with you on my project. You know, are you available? And right away, she was kind of gung-ho and she was asking some different questions. Her her English was not the best. It was a little hard to understand what she was typing. And um, and so then she, she basically said, well, I want more money. So she kind of raised her quote price um, up by $20. And I didn't like that. I was kind of like, you know, and I asked her, I said, well, why do you want to raise the price? And she says, well, no, it's just... Uh, all the things you're asking for, that's, that just requires more money. But I, everything that she said that I needed to, um, that, that required her for extra money that was described in the, um, in the project, it wasn't like a mystery or some sort of surprise. So I kind of reluctantly just said, okay, fine. Cause she seemed like she was good in all other ways. So I hired her and it's a, it's a bit of a long story and I'll go into more details, but basically, um, she, she never committed, uh, to the project. She said she was working on it, but she never, I, I awarded her the project. She never accepted it. And then further into the, um, project, like a couple of days into it, then she canceled the, canceled the, uh, acceptance of the award. And then I wrote her back and, I was trying to say like, why, what's going on? Like, why didn't you accept the award when I awarded you the contract? And, you know, why did you cancel? And she was explaining how she does it this way because it, I don't know, it didn't make sense to me. So I just said, you know what, if you don't want to accept it and you don't want to just sort of do normal procedure, it's okay. I'm just going to move on. So then I eventually hired um, the girl from my contest that I did, um, you know, a few weeks back, several weeks back. And, um, you know, I've seen some of the stuff that she's provided. It's just awesome. It's just really great. So I'm super happy with what she's producing. Um, yeah. So my book is, uh, getting close to being done. Um, and it felt really good just to sort of this girl that was, um, kind of playing games. I just said to her, like, you know, this is not how I like to do things. If I award you the contract, then, you know, just accept it. And then, you know, then we're, we're basically committed to one another and, um, you know, for the contract, but she just was giving me these different reasons why she wouldn't accept the award and how it's sort of, she does things a certain way. 
and I just said, you know what, this that's it. And then I muted her. I her chatting. I wasn't. I muted it so I wouldn't have to get more of her messages. And it just felt like you know, can't she just sort of like I'm the I'm the I guess I'm the boss. She or I'm the client. She's the she's you know getting hired it just didn't feel like it was going in that sort of way where you want somebody to just give you some basic respect so anyway um that's that um so you know i haven't done a podcast um since the 27th of january and now it's march 11th so um i realized that you know doing podcasts it's i don't know if a lot of people go through this, but, um, I felt that I was just procrastinating. I was trying to do a, I wanted to do a podcast like five days a week, basically one a day during the week. And I realized I was procrastinating. I was feeling shy. I was having some doubts and just feeling fear over like, what am I going to say? And I wanted to make sure I was writing up sort of, um, I wanted to have like a plan going into it, like each episode. And so I was just a little bit feeling a little bit kind of lost and, and, scared you know to do episodes so um that in itself has been an interesting journey just trying to um i guess muster up the courage but just also just you know almost feel like um like you know what business do i have to be doing podcasts but um you know the reason i'm one of the reasons i'm doing the podcast is i just want to get I want to get my message out there and I know podcasts is one of the way to do that, but I mean, people need to post episodes and people need to, uh, you know, have, um, content out there for, for the message to be, uh, said. So, and, you know, really I, this is my second podcast and, and I want it, I want to develop a voice. I want to develop my, my, self in in the way i speak um so i know that doing a podcast is one way to achieve that so um it's interesting just the 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 psychology leading up to today i've just been saying to myself i gotta get back on i've gotta get back on like you know what am i doing the last episode my first episode that was fine but now so many weeks have passed i'm finally you know, here I am today, it's basically like about 6.20 in the morning, 6.25 in the morning, I've basically just resolved to just get on with it. So here I am. And um, I just want to, now that I've kind of given you kind of a um, overview of what I've been doing the last several weeks, I want to actually get into the meat of the, um, the podcast. So I've just been kind of describing um, everything that's been going on. But now I just want to actually get into the um, what this podcast is about. So this, I, I wanted to kind of break down kind of what I spoke about on my first podcast. So I tried to give like an overview, like kind of like a backstory of who I am and just, you know, kind of introduce myself. But in the following podcasts, including this one, I want to just kind of go into some details about the different um, aspects of, of, you know, what it is, um, who I am, my story, why I'm doing, why I'm, why I'm telling these things, who, who I'm trying to help. So this podcast is about um, how did I go from being a skinny kid to becoming a fat geek, fat computer geek. So 
the um, I'll just kind of give you kind of an idea. I already said this in my first podcast, but I'll kind of go into some backstory a little bit. So, you know, I grew up as a skinny kid. I was fairly active. Um, life was, you know, pretty typical um, for a North American kid. But I, you know, I grew up in the seventies and the eighties, so life back then was different than kids growing up today. But um, you know, we were encouraged to go outside and play and. More than that, we were sort of forced to go outside because we weren't, our parents sort of knew that we weren't, we shouldn't really be inside a lot. We should be outside doing something. Um, but I was like, you know, I was active and, and I, I was skinny and I ate a lot of food. So I wasn't like, wasn't like I ate like a bird or anything. Like I ate a lot of food when I had the chance. If we went out to restaurants and places like that, I would just go for it. I mean, get the biggest food I could get if my parents would let me. Um, you know, there was, a, I remember this one memory distinctly. I was sitting at this restaurant with my cousins and I ordered this huge meal. And my, I can't believe my parents actually allowed it, but I ordered this huge meal and I basically said to everybody, like, watch me, I'm going to eat all of this. And my cousins were just saying like, oh, you can't eat that. That's too much. Like, how are you going to eat all that? But I ate it all. Like I ate this huge, massive plate of food and they were just shocked and you know that was just i was able to handle it i stayed skinny and um you know when i was working after high school i was always on my feet because i was doing manual labor um and it wasn't until college the uh, first time i kind of slowed down where i was actually not moving around a lot uh, because you know in college you're either studying you know in the library and i trust me i was in that library a lot um and then if I wasn't in the library, I was sitting in the computer lab doing my assignments. And so like, I kind of became a very sedentary person while I was in school. Um, you know, and that's when I first saw, I was getting this like pudgy stomach call it, um, uh, roll over my pants. Like I could literally, there was a getting a little spare tire. Um, you know, and then when I got my first job in, uh, 2000, uh, the year 2000, you know, it was the type of place I was living in California in Los Angeles and, um, the office there, it was kind of like during the dot-com bubble and, um, you know, the, the, the sort of standard of it work for, uh, companies that had venture capital funding, you know, you know, they would take care of their people in the sense they would have a nice kitchen filled with all sorts of food and, candies and sodas and uh, snacks, coffee, all that kind of stuff. So I would totally partake in all the snacks that were there and I would sit for long hours working. Um, my coworkers, they refer to me as the rock because, um, you know, I basically would sit in my chair for hours like a rock. And, um, you know, I thought it was like a compliment at first, like I was a steady, dependable guy, but then they explained, no, we call you the rock because, you don't move. You just sit at your desk and you just always see moving as your hands. And literally I was just sort of working like that. I was just working hard. Um, but then I would reward myself. My mentality was like, you know, I'm going to work hard, but then I'm going to reward, reward myself. I'm going to go have a nice meal. I'm going to eat some snacks. And, um, you know, basically within about six months of working at that job, like I just put on tons of weight and I couldn't believe it. I was just like, how is this, how did this happen? Um, but you know, like I was totally motivated. Just, 
I was pushing myself, you know, like many IT workers do, you know, we, we push ourselves in our profession because we want to get results um, or we're motivated by other things. Like sometimes you just want to solve a problem and you want to get it done and you don't want to just give up in the middle and you want to, if you, you know, if you take a break that like, you're going to lose all the sort of thoughts that are in your mind. So you just keep going, 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 going until you solve it. But that means you're sitting on your chair and typing for a long time. You know, you might get up for a moment just to stretch, but then you're back at it. So, um, you know, I didn't want to let my parents down when I was in school. I wanted them to be proud and I just wanted them to see that like, you know, I kind of accomplished something for myself because they were sort of worried when I left high school or when I graduated from high school and I went straight into manual labor. I had no plans on going into school. And they were worried. They kind of thought like, well, what's he going to, what's going to happen to him? Um, so now that I was in school in my mid twenties, they, you know, they were relieved and they're happy and I wanted to make them proud and really anybody around me, I just friends and fellow students, I wanted them to be proud of me that, you know, that somebody to look up to. So I pushed myself so hard in school and in my jobs just to show success. I, I just, I had to show success for, for myself, for everybody around me. Um, plus my tuition at school was super expensive because I was an international student. I'm from Canada and I was living in the States as an international student. And the fees for those types of students is way more. Um, it's like 10 times more than what the local students pay. So I was taking out student loans and, um, racking up a lot of debt just to be in school down there. And so I knew in my mind, like, this is a very expensive education more than if I was studying in Canada. So I can't waste it. I've got to work hard. So I was just driven to make the most of my education. Um, and you know, I, and I loved computer science. I, it was sort of something I just chose because I knew that there was a future in it and I didn't even know if I was going to like it. But once I got into it, um, I loved it. And it was actually the first time in my life that I was getting A's in school. Like all before that I was getting C's and D's, um, except for my art class and my, uh, geology class in high school. But I was just like stunned. Like, how am I, how is it that I'm getting A's for the first time in my life? And so I was just really pleased that, you know, something was clicking finally. Um, you know, and then when I started working, uh, like many of us, you know, we want to impress our bosses and make them glad that they hired us. So I was definitely in that camp. I was just like, I got to impress my boss. He's got to know that he made a good decision hiring me. So I was totally motivated by those things. And, you know, I was, I was eating just almost as a comfort, like putting in all those hours at work and at school, like food was just sort of like the one thing I could uh, enjoy as a break or like, you know, I wasn't really watching shows or TV. And so I was comforting myself by enjoying like nice meals and snacks and candy and whatever was available. Um, and I love food and it had never been an issue for me. So I was just like, this is, this is good. Um, and I, I really thought I was in control of, of it. I didn't think it was going to ever reel out of control, but I, it did. Um, you know, then I started gaining a lot of weight. Um, but you know, I, I, I really wanted to just 
I, I pushed myself so much in school and in work because I just wanted to look competent. Um, I wanted to keep up with everyone, with everyone else. And I also wanted to show that, you know, I was a dependable guy and that, um, you know, I was going to work long hours. If other people were going to work long hours, well, so was I, because I wanted to show like I'm, I'm in the team and, you know, we're working together and I'm not like sort of, um, allowing anybody to, um, outwork me. I just felt like I need to work hard. Um, and other people need to see that. Um, I wasn't doing it in a way where it just looked like I was working hard. Like I literally was working hard. I wasn't just trying to make it, uh, people perceive that. And it wasn't true. Like I seriously, I knew that I had to produce results. It came down to the results. Um, but it was, you know, it was challenging. Um, and when I got into my first job out of college, I realized like I've, I've learned a lot of theory and I've been able to build programs in, in school, but, um, you know, computer programs with a programming language. And, um, uh, but I realized like, you know, that I'm not prepared for this. This is like real world job. And like, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing now in this job is like actually really hard. So, um, I realized, okay, if, if I'm going to be successful here, I'm going to have to outwork people. Like there's no way around it. I'm going to have to outwork people. So again, I'm driven. I'm just working like crazy. I'm just eating whatever fast food, just, just so I can keep going. Um, and I didn't really understand how to eat healthy. I just sort of grabbed whatever made sense. Nobody really taught me. I, I'd eaten healthy my whole life. My parents, my mom always cooked healthy meals. So I just kind of assumed that, but I didn't realize what went into it. Um, you know, I was, I was a kind of student where my classmates and even my workmates, they were, they were very gifted guys. Like they were gifted computer scientists. Um, they had that ability to, you know, just, they didn't necessarily have to study. Um, cause some of them were just naturally gifted in, in technical things. And I mean, I'm a technical guy, but I have to work at it. I had to really push myself to make it work for me. Um, so I, I, I succeeded by putting in the hours studying or working. Um, but even with that, I felt like an imposter. Um, there's, you know, I've heard of this term called imposter syndrome where you feel like you, um, you don't really deserve to have the position you have or that somehow you trick somebody to get into it or, or that you're just not qualified. So I kind of felt like that. I felt like I was, even though I had this job as a, like my first, this first job I'm referring to as a network administrator with some, um, Oracle DBA, um, responsibilities. Um, I felt like, you know, who am I, like, who am I to have this job? Like I'm just fresh out of school, no real work experience. And I'm realizing that my, my education is good, but, um, I'm not really prepared for the work that's in front of me. And I have to just learn it as I go you know, all those thoughts in my mind, I kind of felt like, am I really, you know, um, is this really going to work? But, you know, at, at a certain point I realized I'm like, okay, I've got a strong work ethic and you know, this is, this will get me through. I realized like it got me through in school. So it will get me through in, in my job. I just have to, I just have to work really, really hard. So I decide, okay, just, you know, don't take a lot of breaks, just push through, just work long hours. 
Um, I had a girlfriend at the time who wanted to see me and I was basically saying to her like, sorry, we can't, we can't really see much of each other because it's just too important to, you know, get this thing off the ground, this first job. I want to make the best impression possible. And, you know, it means just sacrifice. So I asked her to just be understanding and that we would make up for lost time when we could. And, um, you know, she basically agreed she was in school too. And, you know, she understood where I was coming from, but I really had no social life. And, um, and I wasn't really, you know, talking to people other than my workmates, but really I was just kind of isolating myself, uh, inadvertently doing that. But I think I started feeling lonely and feeling just this, you know, sense of, um, I don't know how to describe it, but it's like when you, when you're so focused and you're so in the zone and you're just, you know, you programmers don't necessarily have to collaborate with one another. Um, in some projects that a lot of people just, they're not, uh, collaborating or communicating with a lot of people. They, they just have to get on with it, whatever their project is, they get a spec and then they just work on it. So I was kind of, you know, just on my own doing my thing. And, um, it was a pretty lonely experience, I must say. Um, but you know, I just felt like, okay, I'm on a mission. I'm on a, this is my journey. So I'm doing it. Um, and I just decided like socializing can wait. I'm not going to be too concerned over it. So, um, you know, I just, I just loaded up with coffee, Red Bulls, fast food, uh, anything that would just make my day more streamlined. Um, you know, food again was just, it would actually comfort the lonely feelings. I think, I think that was kind of a thing to help numb the loneliness. Um, so, and it's funny, um, my boss at one point, he even said in a big staff meeting, he's like, you know, guys, we can see you're working hard. Um, you know, we're, we're appreciative of it we can see it. We know that you are putting in more than enough effort. So we, we only actually ask you want, want to ask you to just back off a little bit because you're, you know, we see you just going a little bit crazy and they're kind of referring to me a little bit because they the boss even said like, you know, cut back on the Red Bulls. Like, don't, don't kill yourself over this. And I was, I heard him, but at the same time, I was kind of like thinking to myself, you know, I, even though he's saying this, I don't want to dis, uh, disobey him, but I just feel like I got to keep going. I think I did back down after he said that stuff, but I was also feeling like I, like, God, I just keep going. Um, <clears throat> but you know, in the end of it all, I became a very sought after person in this company. Um, we closed, um, we closed after about six months of being there. I joined in, I think November of 2000. And then by about March or April, we closed. We were, uh, we could not get any more funding, venture capital funding. So the whole thing basically just sort of um, fell apart. Like one day we just found out this is it. We're done. No more money. And, um, you know, sorry. And that's it. And so it was kind of like, uh, those, you know, five months of just intense work. Um, and then it was just over and, um, 
shock, but it was my first uh, experience being laid off. And it was basically at the end of the dot-com uh, bubble bursting, I guess. I, I think that's around the timing. Um, so yeah, it was over. And then I thought I would never see my, uh, my boss from that company who hired me, but then um, several weeks or several months later, he, he actually called me up telling me about another opportunity. Uh, I'll talk more about that on another podcast, but, um, you know, I basically all the jobs I had from that one going forward, you know, I became all this hard work and this sort of way of going about things It it made me, you know, somebody who people liked because I was dependable. I worked very hard. Uh, I became, you know, somebody who was a problem solver. I got results and, you know, normally I would get promoted as a manager very quickly in my jobs. Like it was amazing how I would just get either a raise or made into a manager. Um, so, I mean, I, I achieved, I achieved sort of the, the goal of becoming important in the company and producing results and making the company happy. So I achieved my goal, but uh, you know, the side effect was I gained all this weight. That was not the goal. The goal was just to, you know, do well, be successful as a computer programmer, IT worker. Um, uh, I, I was in, it's funny, I studied to be a software developer and a, a Java developer, but I became a, um, a, I, sorry, a network administrator first off. And then, uh, I s focus and specialize on database, uh, being a database administrator, eventually became a data architect and that's what I do now. So, um, but yeah, um, I realized that I wasn't an imposter, that I had had the imposter syndrome. I realized that um, I had the right spirit all along. Um, and it's been, you know, after 20 years of being in IT, um, you know, I realized some things that, you know, what the most important skills are besides being technically good, um, you know, are having the right attitude, uh, willingness to work hard, looking for areas to help, uh, willingness to grow and willingness to pitch in when fires arise. And, um, you know, I, I tried to come to the table with these. I wasn't totally aware of it. I knew I just wanted to provide value, but you know, I, I, my, my strong feeling is that, you know, somebody can be technically excellent and skilled on a technical level, but if they don't have these other qualities, like, you know, having a right attitude, willingness to work hard, you know, looking for ways to help, willingness to grow, willingness to pitch in when fires come up and just helping your coworkers. I find that um, if people are technically good, uh, but they don't have the right attitude qualities, they're not really an asset. They're more of a risk. Um, so, you know, that's, that's what I've learned over the last several years, but, you know, I was able to transform and get, you know, I realized after all of this hard work that I actually was good, that I wasn't just some imposter. And even looking back after the 20 years I've been doing it, I realized, you know, um, that, in terms of success and just bringing 
certain things to the table. I feel I feel like I'm a success in in terms of my my work. Um, but anyway, uh, this podcast has gone on for over half an hour now. I'm trying to get them to be shorter, so I'm just um, sorry if this has uh, gone on or feels like it's dragging on. But uh, I'm going to be posting more episodes now that I'm kind of back on track here. So the next episode is going to be how I lost uh, all my weight the very first time. I've gone about losing weight many different times. Um, it's kind of, I've had ups and downs uh, being, um, you know, in shape or being fat. So um, I'm going to go into um, how I did it the very first time, just to give you some idea how that happened. And uh, It'll be an interesting episode. Um, at the time, my two of my coworkers, one said I looked like a f- football that had been pumped up too much and the other one said I was a pig so um, when I heard those uh, descriptions of me I was you know quite astonished but um, I hope this is enjoyable and uh, helpful to you and that you're learning or getting something out of it um, please post comments um, as far as any other details you'd like me to uh, go into more um, I'd be happy to hear your feedback and um, yeah, it's been uh, great doing this podcast. I uh, hope you have a great day, and I'll be uh, posting more soon. All the best to you. Thank you.